Hey everyone, Happy New Year. This is Chad coming to you from windy Astoria, Oregon. And I'm Clint getting prepared to get back to work here in Roanoke, Virginia. Welcome to 2019 with us on Schooled You, the podcast where two middle-aged teachers, dads, and hipster doofuses talk across the country about their combined 30 plus years of education experiences. And anything else we can come up with. The well is getting pretty dry in our research and development department. The goal is to make a podcast that teachers and anyone else tell your friends find as fun and interesting as the teacher's lounge during lunch, but without the complaining. We don't complain, but we do have about a thousand things we're hoping will change for the better this year. (laughs) That's true, and actually a great segue into this episode. As we record, we're still on vacation, so we thought we'd give you a quick taste of Schoolja, an amuse-bouche, if you will, (laughs) with a shorter one-segment episode rather than our usual three-course meal. In other words, we're being lazy. With that said, it's a brand new year, and that can mean only one thing, resolution time! (laughs) Yep, and for many, it's things like eating better or exercising more. For others, it might be starting a new business or making more time for family. Uh, Clint, what about you? Do you do New Year's resolutions? Uh, Do I do them? I make them. Yes. Uh, Do I follow through? Generally, no. (laughs) I think that's kind of the case with New Year's resolutions. It's almost kind of the the joke behind them. How about you? Do you do them? I used to kind of poo-poo New Year's resolutions because I always felt like, you know, I don't think you need a new year to change things. But uh, I do think it makes sense sometimes uh, just using some sort of calendar or timeline. There's certain points in the year or your life where it makes more sense to maybe make a change. And so I think it's relevant. I don't always make them because I, I, again, sometimes I feel like, hey, on February 4th, I might want to change something. So, um, but yeah, sometimes I do. I think the big thing about resolutions is similar to what you did with your push-up goal was to share those resolutions and make sure that everybody is aware of them because that puts a little bit more social pressure on us to fix the things that we need to fix. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, you know, we thought there'd be no better time than now to share a few of our own school-related resolutions for 2019. So Clint, what do you have? My first one is I would like to expand my education a little bit. I've been teaching for a long time and haven't really done a whole lot of college classes or anything like that to refresh my knowledge of education and just academics in general, and I'd like to take a couple classes over the summer. Now, frankly, I have to because I need to get some points for recertification, but I'm excited to do it, I guess is the big thing, and that way I can brush up on a few things and and make my 2020 even better. That sounds good. Have you heard of shark habits? I have not. Shark habits is the idea of taking care of things right away, and I think the idea comes from sharks don't nibble at their food. They take it all in one bite, and kind of the idea and how that applies to, to life is more like if you have a bill that comes in, paying it right away. If you get an email, instead of setting it aside to respond later, just taking care of it right away. And, and for a lot of people, if, if you're able to do that, a lot of the things that occupy your mind go away if you're taking care of a lot of those things immediately. So one of my goals is to practice more shark habits at school. And that's a big one for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, when I saw that you had written shark habits on the script, I was, I'm pleased that this doesn't mean that you're going to start sporting a faux hawk. Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't shared my second uh, resolution yet. Oh, that's true. Dang it. My second uh, school-related resolution is to introduce more personal writing into my curriculum. Uh, I've worked really hard to do better at teaching kids how to write analysis, and I think that I do a pretty good job of that. I do all right at research writing and lots of other technical writing stuff, but I don't give the kids a lot of opportunity to 
express themselves and talk about themselves and talk about how they feel about the different things that we're talking about in class. And with a humanities course like language arts, I think that not just what they think, but what they feel is uh, equally important. Part of the goal of a humanities class is to help students navigate the world around them, uh, understand how they fit in. And I'd like to give my kids more of a voice so that they can talk about those things. And, you know, as freshmen, they may not be really ready to do that. And I'm going to have to do a lot of scaffolding and teaching to get them to that point. But I'm, I'm kind of excited to bring that in as we read different novels and, and have kids not just talk about what is the novel doing, but how is it affecting them personally. That's my other big one. Cool. For my number two, I'm going to share a little background with this one. Uh, a few weeks ago, before leaving for winter break, our assistant principal sent out a survey that basically asked each teacher, what does a good day look like for you? And then a couple days later at a staff meeting, they kind of compiled all the information and we had a, a moment to talk about it a little bit. And kind of overwhelmingly, the responses had a lot to do with, you know, students were engaged, students were excited about learning. A lot of a lot of what teachers said made a good day for them had, had a lot to do with the way students performed that particular day. And I really appreciated one of our staff members bringing up a point. She said, you know, I think that's great. And I obviously really want that. But for me, a lot of times what makes a really good day for me is I feel like I've accomplished a lot. Like I, I feel like a lot got done during the day. Um, I'm not feeling overwhelmed by stuff I have to do. You know, I took care of a lot of stuff in my classroom and I don't have to bring it home that night and things like that. And I thought that was a really good point. It kind of made me reflect a little bit more about days where I feel it's been a really good day is sometimes we can't always rely on the input from the students because that may not always be so great, but it doesn't mean it has to be a bad day. You know, we can't be so dependent upon kind of the, the student outcome on every single day. And so my second goal is that I want to try to leave work every day with everything ready for the following day. And I know for a lot of teachers, this is a must. They always do this. But you and I have both talked on the show that we both like to get into to work early. And one of the reasons I do that is I kind of like to come in and take care of some of my final business, whether it be making some copies or doing a little bit more planning or, or getting my board ready for the day or whatever that may be. But I'm finding with my personal life that uh, mornings are pretty hectic at, at my house and it would help both my wife and myself out quite a bit if I didn't have to get to work so early. And, you know, honestly, I'd, you know, waking up every morning knowing that I had nothing left to do, that I could literally, if I had to, walk into my classroom five minutes before it started and be ready would be a really nice feeling. I have more time in the afternoons. I'm not as in a rush to get out of the building. And so I'm, I'm hoping to, to take care of that. So that's, that's number two for me. That is ambitious. I'm impressed at, at, at that. I struggle very much with actually accomplishing anything at the end of the day. So I'm, I will be interested to see how that goes for you. I think we should put on our, our calendar sometime in maybe April to kind of revisit these and see how we're doing. Yeah, that's a good idea. That will actually make it so that I remember what it is that I was going to do. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, revisit this in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so what about any personal resolutions? Is there anything that you just want to do differently for yourself so that you can be a better version of Chad? Oh, boy. Uh, and I know that that's tough that's... because you're already pretty perfect. <laughs> but is there anything that you're trying to do uh, to, to improve your life that doesn't have anything to do with education? I do want to keep growing my, my personal woodworking business. Uh, a couple aspects of that that I really want to dive into is I kind of just want to expand some of the things I'm doing. I want to try new things. But I it's 
really important to me that I make things that I enjoy making. I don't just want to build stuff because it might sell. I have people suggesting to me all the time, oh, you should make this or you should make this. But I really like to make the things that I like to make and I have kind of my own style. And so, but there's a lot more I want to try. And then I, I would like to look into opening an Etsy page or account or see, this is how much I know about it, whatever <laughs> it's called. And, and maybe even per, perhaps looking into to opening a website as well. So just expanding my woodworking business. Well, that's cool. Yeah. What about you? I would like to read more, which seems like a, I don't know, a simple thing to do. I spend a lot of my time reading nonfiction. I try to keep myself informed about the world around me. And I think I've mentioned this in the podcast before. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed and bogged down by some of those things. I'm not as present as a human being with the things that are happening around me because I'm too busy worrying about stuff that's not about my kids. It's not about my wife. It's not about uh, my students at work or anything like that. And I think that it's easier for me to disconnect the things that I read for entertainment when they are fiction. And so I'm going to specifically try to read more fiction this year. I'm going to try to read some things that are outside of the genres that I generally choose and really just dive into some National Book Award winners and then also some pulpy kinds of things, some, you know, the science fiction uh, stuff that movies are based on or other things and just try to bring a little bit more art into my life and, and uh, a little bit less of the darkness that <laughs> that is the world around us. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just need to be entertained. Right, and I've been finding so much of my entertainment on TV and on on YouTube and other places like that. And I'm finding that to be not really scratching the intellectual itch so much for me. And it's caused me to, I think, dive into some other stuff that's maybe a little bit destructive. So I'm going to make it a goal to read uh, at least one new fiction book every month, 12 books uh, uh, for the year. I think I can do that. I already have the first book that I'm going to read. It's called Bird Box. And it's uh, dystopian science fiction. Uh, they just recently released a movie about it on Netflix. Uh, starring Sandra Bullock, and I read a couple of reviews and was like, well, I'm going to read this book. And so so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, first, I'll let you know how it goes. Again, we'll check back in a few months and see how we're doing with these. So lastly, we do have one more New Year's resolution for this podcast. We really love doing this show, and we want to keep it going. Our big goal for the year is to increase our listenership, and unfortunately, one of the best ways to do that is to pay for it. Our website costs money. And we want to subscribe to an analytics service that tells us what is resonating with you, the listeners, so we can create content that improves your experience. And we want to advertise. In general, we want to get our podcast into as many ears as possible and make that experience as high quality as we can. We would also like to eventually open a web store with School Just Swag so you can sport custom t-shirts, posters, magnets, and more. And that, too, takes some startup funding. So, in the coming months, we plan to launch a donation page on our website, where, as much as we really, really hate doing this, we're going to go with the PBS model, and we're going to ask you, our listeners, to help the podcast continue to grow. All funds that we would accept for that would go directly into increasing our listenership with those things that we talked about before. And as that grows, hopefully we would then tackle the web store. It's not quite ready yet. We want to do this whole thing right, so don't go rushing to our website with your wallets just yet. But we'll let you know when it's ready, so stay tuned. Well, we promised at the, at the top that this was going to be a short little snack of an episode, so I think that wraps up our first show of 2019. Do you have any school or personal New Year's resolutions you want to share? We have an email address for that. Contact us at schooldiapodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at schooldiapod. Follow me on Instagram at chatterboxes. You can also find me on Twitter at C. Hill Astoria. 
And don't forget about our website, schooljapod.com. The lovely intro and outro music you are enjoying was performed by Clint's talented wife, Nikki. A special thank you to Corey Logan for our great cover design. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe. And do go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That does help other people find us. Thanks for listening. See you soon.